News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. Once a week, we sit down two hours, talk about what it is not only that can make your home great or what does make your home great or who can help you make your home great, uh, but we discuss the ins and outs of hiring a contractor and you know doing stuff yourself if you want to. It's your show. Go ahead and call in. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Tim Ferruzzi, good afternoon, sir. Hey. I'm Dave you? Alexander, and uh, it's good to have Tim in the studio after having uh, done a whirlwind tour of North America. He's back. <laughs> it's good to have him. Of course, Tim well, last, is... Last week I was in town, but my daughter's basketball game was at 4 o'clock. Oh, yeah, you can. So I couldn't. Now, this morning her basketball game was at 8 o'clock, yeah. so I was able to pull it off to get in oh, here. That's a good thing. A good thing. And she's she's making points. Is she really? Yeah. Nine and years I... old, and she's... she's uh, I think she scored three times a day, and she stole the ball and played a lot of good defense. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a, thing, a hard thing to teach them. Because if they watch pro basketball, they don't see much defense. They really don't. So, you know. All right. Telephone number is 919-860-9783. We're opening it up to any topic you want to talk about. But I also have um, a couple of people coming in. You can get an idea where my uh, where my interest is and where my uh, inspiration for this came from. After the Raleigh fire that was on a job site... Uh, the thought about how to protect your either job site or home site or home mm-hmm. for you know from fire and from other tragedies has uh, kind of gotten my attention. So sometime in this half hour, we'll hear from Neil Zipser, who is with Kitty Fire Sta- Safety, and I think it's K. Well, it's K I D D E. I think we're supposed to pronounce it at Kitty Fire Safety, and they do alarms and other things. But Bob is called in wisely. Thank you, Bob, with a question hey. from Raleigh. How are you? I'm great. How are you all? Good. Very What's good. up? Hey, I'm, I've got a question about finding a contractor that can re, uh, maintain and repair stamped concrete uh, surfaces. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've been looking for, uh, looking for one, and I can't find anybody in the Raleigh area. What happened to the a- surface, Bob? Excuse me. Are you repairing or you're replacing or you're? Is it worn out? No, but it's it's never been maintained, uh, as I understand it, from doing some internet searching, which can obviously be a, a challenge. But uh, it should be sealed every couple of years, and it's been uh, seven years. And uh, in one spot, it's got some spalling that is going to have to be repaired. Yep. Is it um, is it a commercial or residential? It's residential, actually. It's a townhouse. Yeah, um, yeah. I've I've run across that scenario a couple times, Bob. Um, I don't actually do it on staff, but I got a good concrete guy that helps me out that uh, has been doing stamp concrete for a long time, and uh, he does all my stuff and uh, knows how to do the coloring and the hardener. So, um, if you email me or call me and leave a voicemail or an email, of course. Um, I can uh, take it further for you and answer that question. I can't really answer it over the phone because that's not something I do all the time. But I would say, generally speaking, cleaning it really good and then, of course, letting it dry out and 
and um, going in with with sealers. And I'm not sure if you put. I think the hardeners put in during the curing process. So I guess it would be an, an aftermarket type of sealer. But um, that's what little I know. Okay. Well, great. I will. I'll do. I'll send you an email, and okay. uh, hopefully we can go from there. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Yes, now, sir. wait a minute. What email should you, he send? Do you to? have my contact info, Bob? Um, um, you, you can email us at. We well, can go right to our website, handyhelpers.com. Right. That's where I and, and email right through there. Okay. We'll yes, do. Okay. Thank Bob, thanks much. a lot. I appreciate you kicking us off here. It's terrific. Thank you, Bob. Thank uh, you, Neil Zipster, Zipster uh, joins us. And Neil, I'm going to apologize. I mispronounced your name because I said it twice. I know I mispronounced <laughs> it at least once or twice. <laughs> You're not the first one. It's Zipser, actually. Zipser of Kitty. Am I correct? <laughs> you're, you're 0 for 2, but it's, uh, you're two. not the first one on that either. That's all right. It's Kidda. Kidda. K-I-D-D-E. It's uh, named after Walter Kidda, who uh, actually started a company 100 years ago this year. And it's uh, Kidda Fire Safety. What do you do? Yeah. We make home fire safety equipment, so smoke alarms, carbon monoxide alarms, fire extinguishers, escape ladders, even lock boxes for the outside of the house. That's what we do. Yeah, I've got some of your stuff in my house. Yeah, you know, a lot of people probably do, but they have no idea they do because smoke alarms, uh, unfortunately, are really out of sight, out of mind. Right. Yeah. The, the um, We had a tremendous fire. i got to ask you about it because, you know, there you go. Uh, tremendous fire in Raleigh. One of the things that Lewis Sadler last week mentioned on this show is that uh, a home or a, or a construction site is very vulnerable, not because it's open, but because there's nobody there. Or in the case of the Raleigh thing, there was just a couple of security fellows, maybe even just one uh, on site. Is there anything that can be done at a construction site to prevent or easily determine when there's something going wrong? Yeah, you know, the two big problems with that Raleigh fire was, uh, number one, it was such at the beginning stages of construction that sprinkler systems weren't put in yet. The other thing, uh, unfortunately, there were no walls. And uh, in today's homes, um, you know, everybody wants the open floor plans, higher ceilings. Meanwhile, we're using lighter weight construction materials and furniture today have more synthetics than ever before in it. So petroleum-based products that fires are burning faster and hotter than they ever have before. So the less walls you have, the quicker the fire will spread. That's why in people's homes nowadays, when they're sleeping, it's highly recommended to sleep with your door closed. With your door closed, you can actually stop that fire from quickly coming in. Um, as well as the smoke, which is often even more dangerous than the fire itself. So to answer your question about what can be done to alert, you know, you you could obviously um, have alarms put up, but if you're not there to hear it, it's not really going to help. And, you know, if the home's being built, you know, unless somebody's there or you have a neighbor watching, I'm not sure what can be done. Um, And at a construction site for a building, you know, hopefully that there will be people there or it could actually be monitored if the alarm system's put in. You know, the alarms companies like CPI and all that, they also monitor for fire and, and CO emergencies and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a good idea. It might be on a site like that to already have fire extinguishers around. Maybe they do. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, you know, but a fire that big, I don't think an extinguisher would have um, made a difference. The only times extinguishers really truly make a difference is when the fire's small enough that the homeowner or the uh, construction worker can put it out themselves safely and, and be done with it, like a yeah, fire, yeah. let's say, in a gra- yeah. garbage can or something like that. <laughs> well, I figured like it, must have started sm- it must have started small, though, somewhere. I guess no one was around anywhere. You know, it's amazing is the size of the structure— and I'm, it's wrong to call it a structure now, but the size of the work site mm-hmm. was so big, no matter where it started, you could be pretty far away from it. If you're a security guard what walking they, around, what they it, determined started it. Nothing. Nothing. Yet. I haven't found. I haven't heard Spontaneous anything. Spontaneous combustion. No, <laughs> they will track it down. You know, there was a, in the news there was a lot of uh, somebody saw ATF entering a an apartment. You know, with local PD and everybody went crazy. I don't think they ever. Hmm. They, they've gotten to that point. Yeah, but, it usually takes a month or so. I, I don't, they haven't had the report come out yet, but we'll be hearing something, I'm sure, from the state fire marshal's office. Neil, uh, so it's too early. You talk about sprinklers. Is uh, Are sprinklers typically demanded under code hmm. in an apartment complex? Yes. Uh, today, um, in any multifamily uh, structure as well, you know, hotels, apartment complexes, office buildings, uh, things like that, they are required. However, they're not required in residential um, homes yet, single-family homes. However, there is being a push nationwide uh, in several different states to get um, sprinklers mandated in new built construction. All right. Hang on just a minute, Neil. We're going we're gonna to talk just a, a little bit more um, coming up, because you have hit on something, which is, is something we're going to go back and forth on today, which is home fires and where they're going to start. And then what kind of fires are they going to be? Because you just said, well, there's a push maybe to put sprinklers in. There are some fires that are, don't, aren't conducive to sprinklers. Am I guessing uh, correctly on this? They well, tell us not to. They tell us not to pour water on a grease fire. Exactly. Probably the grease fire is the only um, yeah. the only one I could think where a sprinkler actually wouldn't uh, wouldn't help. All right. Well, we'll talk more about this in a minute. Your phone calls and questions at nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Your questions on any topic. Welcome today. Although we are talking about fires and their aftermath. As a homeowner, what do you do after you've had a fire? How do you prevent them? On Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. Dave Alexander and Tim Feruzzi. Tim, of course, from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And we'll give contact number on that and email addresses and everything. Uh, Tim's got uh, an offer he'd like to uh, kind of mention on the air in just a little bit. But we're talking with Neil Zipser of Kitta Fire Safety. Neil, welcome again to the show. Good to have you aboard. Good to be here. All right. So uh, I, I'm a belt and suspenders kind of guy. I want to I have everything bulletproof here. I want smoke detectors, and I want detectors for everything else. <laughs> well, what else should I have on detectors? Uh, should, I have, uh, should I have a sprinkler system? Could I afford it? Well... You know, it is more expensive, obviously, to retrofit a home with sprinklers, so yeah. the ideal time to do it would be um, when you're building it. And 
uh, the late assessment I heard is about a dollar a square foot. So if you if you think about how much it's going to cost, you think about dollar, maybe slightly higher than dollar per square foot. Yeah. However, you will run into some issues with builders, and this is one thing that's holding up the adoption of residential sprinklers. Is that uh, some builders out there just do not want. Um, to deal <laughs> with with a sprinkler contractor coming through yeah. and putting it in. Um, I actually uh, live in Fuqua Arena, and I tried getting a sprinkler put in when I was building my home, and the contract or the uh, home builder would not allow it. So, um, although I'm on a city well and, and about five miles away from the closest fire department, I'm, I'm and I do have one of those big open floor plans. Yeah. I was hoping to get that residential sprinkler put in, and and I was told no. So there probably is some more education that has to be done, um, as well oh, as getting the insurance companies on board, but I think uh, I think maybe 10, we might be about 10, 15 years away from residential sprinklers being required in new homes. Uh, well, Neil, I'm, I'm licensed in uh, residential fire sprinklers, and um, as a plumber, um, that's who's being licensed for them, or, or licensed plumbers. So the fellow that plumbed your house, if he was licensed to do that, then he could have done that. And I don't think there's a lot of guys out there that are licensed um, residential fire sprinkler guys. Um, is one of the problems. I think the estimate's a little higher than a dollar a foot from what uh, from what I'm seeing, but there has been push in North Carolina to try to get uh, all home builders, you know, kind of required to do it, but they are getting pushback because of the additional expense. They don't want to absorb it, and obviously they're not sure if appraisals would would uh, handle the, the yeah. extra. But you know, it, it's a it's a safe thing. It, it's a good thing to save lives. Yeah, and without the sprinklers, that's where smoke alarms really come into play, and that's why you need some working smoke alarms in your home. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, coming up later on the show, we've got, in fact, just in a few minutes, we've got Jan Parker from the Office of State Fire Marshal. We're gonna, uh, we went high here. Mm-hmm. Boy, this is not a show that people shy away from being on. They yeah. all want to be on the show. Yeah, good. Um, and to talk about fire safety, and I want to thank Jan, even before she arrives, but Jan's going to be on talking about uh uh, fire safety, and then later on, Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services of North Carolina. And I know Neil, you did some uh, some uh, promotional work with her also. Didn't you guys work together on something with ABC Eleven? Yeah, with ABC, we have a program called Operation Save Life, and the whole purpose it's really twofold: one, to get safety messages out in the public about smoke alarms, where they should be in your home, as well as putting up carbon monoxide alarms in your home. And uh, the other side of it is Kidda donates thousands of smoke alarms every year to the local fire departments so they can be installed in homes that are most at risk, the low income, the elderly, um, handicapped homes like that, that unfortunately succumb to fire a little bit more than the newer homes. Neil, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks, Neil. I appreciate you coming in. Good products. He's got a good product. He's got a he's got a story to tell. Yeah, I think you you can find his product at Lowe's. I'm sure you do. For sure, and maybe Home Depot. You uh, did you ever go in after a fire? Did you ever do any? Yeah, I've done some fire work. Some fire work. Yeah, I don't do a lot of it, but I've gone in and had the gut and used a sponge and and uh, and and repaint kills shellac that kind of thing. The uh, I, I worked for a summer for a company up in uh, previous life and a previous zip code uh, way up north uh, where I was the project manager for some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'd go in, and you just wouldn't believe it. I mean, first, first and foremost, okay, the fire's out. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. The house is full of water. Yeah, exactly. Up in Yankee Land, the basement's full of water. Mm-hmm. 
there's two foot of water in the basement. From the fire. From the fire, from the fire department. Yeah. Thankfully, they put the fire out. They saved the structure. And they kicked down doors and windows and gable vents. And, and every bit of insulation is yeah. wet. Oh, yeah. Whether it's in the part of the house that was on fire or not. Yep. And you've got to go in and you've got to, this is one of the things the second hour is going to be um, worthwhile talking about what it is that happens after a fire and how you. And it takes a lot to restore. Oh, yeah. you know, you gotta, well, your duct work in the house has to be addressed. It's mm-hmm. uh, just everything. The other thing that people don't perhaps anticipate is that, again, they've got, they've got to spend a period of time, even for a medium-sized fire. You say, okay, well, we're going to we got to get a drywall guy, got to get a structural guy, got to do this, got to do, do that. You're going to have to spend a period of time with air conditioner, or not air conditioner, but uh, fans mm-hmm. going and um, dehumidifiers, mm-hmm. pulling the moisture out of the air mm-hmm. because, you, as we've talked about, moisture bad. Oh, yeah. Moisture's bad on a, on a structure because it— Too, too, much, too much moisture. Too bad. much moisture. Yeah. Moisture's good at the right percentage. Uh, you say so. I, I want to eliminate the possibility—eliminate <laughs> it completely in my house. Um, but, yeah, that, that we're going we're, we're gonna to talk about that. And any other topic you want to talk about, if you have a project that you're considering, here is our telephone number, 919-860-860. 9783-919-860-9783. Jan Parker of the Office of State Fire Marshal coming up on the show. Other than that, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I think that uh, one of the things that we're going to talk about next week is, um, and we're going to talk about it quite a bit, is um, mm-hmm. moisture and heat in your attic, in your home, in your crawl space. Yeah. And uh, anybody out there, I've got uh, thousands of an animated brochure. If anybody wants a copy of this, I'll be happy to mail it to you. Um, it's very easy to read. It's put out by a uh, major vent company. Mm-hmm. And um, just uh, email me or call me. You can email us at uh, our website, handyhelpers.com. That's H-A-N-D-Y, helpers.com. Or you can call me at 919-676-5969. No obligation. Just be happy to get this to you. I think it will help you understand uh, what you're working with in your home. And you may have peeling paint. You may have uh, smells. uh, You may have excessive heating and cooling bills. You might have some mold growing in certain spots. Uh, in your home, uh, maybe you don't feel like your house is heating and cooling well enough. Um, maybe you have wet insulation, mm-hmm. um, things like that, peeling paint inside out, whatever. Uh, shingle issues, uh, email me or call me. I'll be happy to drop this in the mail to you, and um, it'll be very informative. And we're, we're going to talk about this next week in full, and we can touch on it today some as well. You see, the heat and moisture can cause peeling paint. Oh, yeah. I always assumed peeling paint was just a well, price pe- you pay for having wood. Well, yeah. You know, let's talk about peeling paint outside the house. Yeah, yeah, I assume, yeah. Well, you know, inside the house we have um, moisture. We're taking showers. Yeah. We're yeah. cooking pasta. We're, you know, the whole gamut. Yeah. Watering our plants in the wintertime. And um, during the wintertime, you have lots of moisture in your attic. Uh, a little less in the summer, you still mm-hmm. have moisture in the attic as well. So moisture has to escape. 
and it can contribute to peeling paint mm-hmm. outside because it's having um, issues. Um, let me give you the exact details on it. Um, rotted wood, uh, yeah, trap moisture can cause. So if it's trapped in between the exterior siding and mm-hmm. the the other spot, then it peels. Uh, mm-hmm. Interior, it's real obvious. You've got um, uh, paint that maybe is bubbling, cracking, and peeling, and that be- that can be because moisture is not escaping All right. out of your house. You don't have good ventilation. Making your home great between now and 4 o'clock this afternoon. Jan Parker, Office of State Fire Marshal, in studio in just a few minutes. Uh, Tim Ferruzzi, along with Dave Alexander. This is Making Your Home Great on News Radio 680 WPTF. Uh, from the newsroom of Making Your Home Great, or is it a news center? It's a newsroom, but Tim's going to expand it to a news center next week. Uh, we've got uh, this story from the News and Observer reporting this week that bills filed in the NC House leaving local governments without the ability to charge school impact fees on new housing. That'll also end some fees that developer developers are now paying in some areas to control stormwater and to build new roads. Krista Scott has more. State Rep. Sarah Stevens is the sponsor of House Bill 406, which would repeal the state's decision in 1987 to let Orange County collect impact fees that help pay for school construction. Republican representing Surrey and Wilkes counties, the N and O story said it would make it more difficult for communities to pay for, including streets, bike lanes, sidewalks, stormwater measures, and public recreation space. I'm Krista Scott for Making Your Home Great. Home Depot is under an Environmental Protection Agency investigation into the company's compliance with lead safety work practices for certain jobs performed through their installation services. And as you know, here on Making Your Home Great, when news breaks, we fix it. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. Call right now. We'll get you on with uh, Tim Ferruzzi. We're also expecting Jan Parker from the Office of State Fire Marshal in studio. And we'll, you know, talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Telephone number 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. And I, I actually have to apologize because I didn't mention the AccuWeather forecast for today, which does include a marvelous day. We're going to top off at 77. Overnight low near 53. And then for tomorrow which is Sunday, a high near 75 with sunshine and clouds. And then for Monday, sunny and 75. Right now we are standing pat at 72 with a real feel of 71, News Radio 680, WPTF. And uh, also from the stack of stuff I have on uh, news from the construction business, Lowe's is going ahead with that virtual reality They call it um, Lowe's Vision in-store navigation app. You can actually imagine and then see what your project is going to look like. Although, when I ever walk into Lowe's and any other place and imagine what my construction is going to look like, I have to to imagine twisted, uh, you know, stranded screws and twisted nails. Other than that, uh, Lowe's will help you out uh, seeing things. Uh, telephone number at uh, Making Your Home Great, 919-860-9783. And for the moment, Dave Alexander flying blind. 
because you could call me now and ask me whatever, whatever construction-related thing you wanted to, but I'd, uh, I'd have to fake it, but that's all right. Telephone number here, 919-860-9783, and uh, my phone's ringing. I think what this means is that Jan Parker is downstairs, so let's, we're just going to act on that. Uh, that bit of information. Um, Jan Parker is with the Office of State Fire Marshal. They ha- and the fire marshal is under uh, the the insurance division. Uh, so I think we're going to talk about a number of things today. If you have had an experience with a fire in your home or flooding in your home, would you please call me up now? 919-860-9783. If you've had an experience where your um, your home needed to be repaired because of uh, act of God or nature or fire or um, vandalism, I'd love to hear from you and tell me how the experience went. Tell me how the experience went and what was it like. Uh, 919-860-9783. Or if you've got a question for Tim, we'll get you on the radio and you uh, hang on. Congratulations to the Tar Heels for beating the Bulldogs. And though I didn't see it, I, my, my understanding on this is it was pretty impressive. A 12-point victory over the Butler Bulldogs and heading to the Elite Eight. Um, and we're going to have to send somebody downstairs to get Jan. She's not going to be able to get. Yeah. All right. Very good. Um, so w- welcome back, Tim. Good to have you here. Yep. Um, the We were talking about uh, Lowe's putting in. Virtual imp- virtual reality in-store navigation app. Uh, it's the first retail application of indoor mapping using augmented reality. Mm. Now, this is from Lowe's Innovation Labs. Now, I don't want to talk down the home improvement retail end. They have something called Lowe's Innovation Labs. Men in lab coats figuring out the... Uh, men and women in lab coats figuring mm. out the next generation of stuff well it makes sense i mean it's all science yeah some of it's it, science a, a lot of it's science yeah a lot of it's science yep. um and what what have what have people invented over the last 10 15 20 years that goes in a house that's, that's new hmm. i would say the chemicals that they're using on the wood yeah you know the green yeah everything's green low vocs that's probably a major item Better ventilation, which is kind of what we were trying to touch on earlier when I put my foot in my mouth. Um, just, you know, uh, new products. Um, oh, the, um, I, I was hinting at the, uh, the, like, fireproofing. Wasn't there a time when fireproofed wood was chemically not good for your house inside? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would I would guess, you know, but they've been putting in fire stops for years. You know, yeah. the old house that was built in the 1900s, they had fire stops and braces in the walls. What do you mean by fire stops? Well, you know, you got two by four that runs vertically. Uh-huh. They would put a block in yeah. horizontally every three feet. Okay. And, and those were essentially fire blocks. Oh, you're right. And act as bracing as well. Okay. Um, so they've been doing that for years, but... Obviously, it's become more and more of, a, of an issue. As, as uh, Neil mentioned earlier, a lot of the products now are a lot more um, susceptible to fire because they're made out of oils. All the synthetic carpets and furniture, uh-huh. of course, even the wood is, is less dense. So it's 
meaning that it's easy to break. It catches fire a lot quicker. The 2x4s aren't as dense as they used to be because yeah. the, the material's not as good. The OSBs, which have lots of glues in it, if, you ever, if you've ever uh, yeah. burned OSB, it will, I mean, it, it literally burns at very high temperatures because it's, you know, the glue in it. So all of this new stuff, a lot of it burns very easily. Right. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number, 919-860-9783. Anything you want to talk about home construction or home repair, making your home great is for you. Uh, you just heard from Tim Ferruzzi. I'm Dave Alexander. Tim is from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Um, and you can contact him. I always get the website wrong because I've gone to, you actually have two websites for the Handy Helpers. Well, you can go to handyhelpersremodel.com right. or handyhelpers.com, which we've had that uh, that domain for 20, and, 25 years. With and it. Highland Roofing Incorporated, or Highland well, roofing. Residential Roofing, but HighlandRoofingNC.com. Dot yep. com. Yep. All right. Yeah, come on in. Come on in and, and make yourselves at home and grab yourselves a... Uh, um, a pair of headphones. We've got Jan Parker, and I'm guessing we also have Amanda Friendberg. Yes. All right, and I'm guessing who is who based on you know, shirts and shirts and identities. Jan, how are you? I'm doing great. Say hey. Okay, thank you. Oh, Jan brought me a... Jan brought me a... I got swag. I got fire prevention swag. Oh, wow. Get to know fire sprinklers from Fire Sprinklers Initiative. Terrific. All right. Jan, tell me about the, uh, the Office of State Fire Marshal. The, yeah, go ahead. The Office of State Fire Marshal is a section of the North Carolina Department of Insurance. Yeah. And we have Commissioner, fire, fire, he's State Fire Marshal, and our insurance commissioner, Mike Causey. Uh-huh. And we have a wonderful staff of very dedicated people who are all about customer service and taking care of the citizens of North Carolina. Yeah. Now, the, here's the—you may start to hear Jan and say— well, she's just she's just the public relations. She's a sweet lady who bake you some cookies, and she spent her whole life behind the desk. How'd you start out in the fire service? Well, actually, I was very fortunate because um, I was married, and my husband was a Raleigh firefighter. Yeah. And he came home one day and told me that he had heard some news that there was going to be a change. <laughs> We're going way back now to the yeah, 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 yeah. late 70s. And the big change was? That the Raleigh Fire Department would be hiring women for the first time in history. And not, not hiring women necessarily to sit behind the desk Correct. or to take phone calls. Correct. How long did you ride on the truck? For about half of my career, which was 14 years. Hmm. And then I sort of transitioned over into the fire prevention world, which... I think having yeah, the experience yeah. as a firefighter made me very passionate about the work that I did because I saw so much uh, devastation, so much tragedy to families, and many times it was very obvious that that could have been prevented. Mm. Excellent. Also in the studio, coincidentally, Amanda Friendberg. I had one guest show up early, another show up late. That's fine. Mm -hmm. They came in together, and you're both in the building. I like it. Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services. Now, when when uh, Jan's buddies all leave or start to leave and are packing up their stuff, am I correct that you guys show up? 
Yes, we typically come in um, after, you know, there's been a, a fire, um, residential or commercial. Um, we usually get a call from the homeowner, the business owner, the yeah. insurance company, uh, several different ways. Um, we help the homeowner, business owner, restore their property and get back to business, get back to where they started from. Um, it's, a, it's a really long process, but um, that's, that's what we do. Amanda and I want to talk to you about how much water you guys have been putting on fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Isn't that a major, that's a major issue. Mm-hmm. Not that you're going to really honestly ask her to stop using so much water, mm-hmm. but after the fire is done and the fire is no longer damaging things, isn't water the major issue? Yes, um, typically with a with a residential fire damage, it's not actually what burns that causes the most damage. Mm-hmm. It's the smoke that goes throughout the whole house and the water that is put on the fire to put it out. And we're going to throw everything out. Are we going to throw everything out because we had a, a fire in the kitchen? No, no. we're not. We're going to try to save what. Everything, Carpets, as much everything? as we can. Well, yeah. Furniture? Yeah, everything that we can. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's why it's important for a homeowner or business owner to call um, a, a contractor that is specialized in restoration. But uh, we can wait a couple of days, can't we? <laughs> the faster you get in there, the okay. better. All right. I, yeah. you got to understand, uh, my job here is to ask the idiotic questions <laughs> so that you guys can... <laughs> Answer it in a mature way. And the insurance way. company wants you to mitigate as quick yeah. as possible. Yeah, it's your responsibility yeah. as a policyholder to yeah. mitigate the damage as much, much as you can. Um, that said, there is a little bit of a waiting process before you can get started on things. You can't just go in there and start mm-hmm. taking things out um, as a homeowner because um, we have certain processes that we follow in order to save things and yeah. be able to restore them. And prove Our, that it was damaged. Right. Yeah. Yes, you have just, to document. Just so that everybody knows, we've got Jan Parker from the Office of State Fire Marshal, and we've got Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services, two sides really of the same coin, two parts of the same process. And if you've been involved in that process, I'd love to hear from you. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. The radio program is Making Your Home Great. A News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Dave Alexander in the studio also. And we have Tim Ferruzzi. Tim is uh, from Highland Helpers. Or sorry, Handy Helpers. I'm gonna I'm sorry. You put those together. <laughs> Handy Helpers. And Highland Roofing. And Tim, if you want to talk to Tim, uh, go give out your cell phone number. Is that all right? Uh, no, just call the 919 the all office. Right. Yeah. All right. What's 919-676-676-5969. the number? 919-676-5969. Well, that's the one Same I Same number you got there. Yeah. Well, that's the number I have. Yeah, that's right. the office. Uh, 919-676-5969. Um, in studio, we have Jan Parker of the Office of State Fire Marshal. And Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services. We're talking about fire. And Hugh in Effland, welcome. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, people. Afternoon. What's up? Um, I used to work in the furniture business. Yeah. In maintenance up in Thomasville. Yeah. And, oh, goodness, we dealt with fires at least three times a year. Right. Uh, I just, I don't know. Oh, they soak everything down. 
Yeah. And and then uh, go at things with an axe and start chopping away at the roof. Hugh, I've known them to just break every piece of furniture in a factory. My heavens. Just take an axe to everything. I know, yeah. yeah. We, uh, they would come in there with those big fans to pull the smoke out. Yes, sir. Oh, it was horrible. And it, and were people hurt in these fires, or were people able to get out generally? Oh, yeah. We had a couple explosions from dust. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's, it's very dangerous. Well, Hugh, thank you very much for the phone call. Yes, sir. All thank right. You. I appreciate it. Take care. Thanks. Good. To- All right. Good to hear from you, too. I'm sorry. I, I, I cut him off there at the end, and I was slightly joking with him. But there is a fair amount of destruction that's going to happen in the fire anyway. You just have to live with it and then restore it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Okay. So, Jan, generally speaking, when people have a, a fire, have you? this office of state fire marshal is within the insurance department. That can't be by accident. No, because when you look back at the history of the fire service, it's very much related and goes hand in hand with the insurance. So um, because of us being a section Mm -hmm. or a division of the Department of Insurance, we sort of, you know, we have the code side, the engineering side, injury prevention, fire rescue. We um, do the certifications and training, work with the fire departments across the state. So it's very much related, and it's a good fit for us to be. Do we find that people are satisfied with what then happens after a fire? I know that's a dangerous question. Not everybody's going to be. Well, I just think it's very much um, something that is great for us to be talking about because a lot of people with lots of things that can happen in our lives if you wait until after the fire if you to think about it but if you start planning and you do some you know just like uh renters having insurance that's that's a great example yeah um the american red cross is a great partner and they're there Mm -hmm. to help when we've done everything that the fire department can possibly do um it's amazing how many assists they do every day in the state of north carolina Mm -hmm. that they come in last night in raleigh Absolutely. Right. Absolutely but, right. But um, we need to remind homeowners and your listeners that yeah. there's a lot of things that they need to do. And one of them, I was, I was listening to Amanda, just like, you know, taking inventory, taking pictures, and, and so that you would actually know in the event of a fire what, what losses you had. I, I have talked with people that years later said they would just, you know, be looking for something and say, well, I used to have that. Where is it? You know, because there's no way you can think of everything in your home. So I would say most people going through this is, is very stressful and, and it's, you know, an emotional. Um, it would take a toll on the entire family to have to experience. But we know recovery is possible. And, and you know, a lot of times property loss is great, but mm-hmm. our main focus is to save lives. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned earlier, the smoke is... So many times, the problem, it not only destroys your content, but mm-hmm. it can also be very serious. So people need to be more focused on one being thing, prepared and be able to react. And that's just like the smoke alarms. One thing I learned in the um, licensing for the uh, 
residential fire sprinklers is the average teenager will sleep through a smoke detector alarm. And I wondered why that is, if it's not loud enough, or maybe some people may even build up a tolerance because, say, for instance, you don't change the battery and that thing continues to go for weeks and months and before you get up there and change a 9-volt battery, maybe they're used to it. So when the thing goes off, you know, maybe they, they – I don't know. Do you guys have an explanation for why We that? just know that many studies have yeah. been conducted, and even the younger children as well as teenagers mm-hmm. many times sleep through. And I was hoping to get a chance to share that in mm-hmm. addition to being sure that everybody has – the smoke alarms installed mm-hmm. and properly maintained. We also want to be sure that families are practicing their mm-hmm. home escape plan. Mm-hmm. And part of that would be to identify the family members that are mm-hmm. not going to respond and assign someone, you know, um, with young children, that's, that's sort of a given that you yeah. would. But if you do have someone that ha- is hearing impaired or, or you know, like you said, teenagers that just sleep so heavily, um, one thing that I've often thought about is that with all the electronics and things mm-hmm. that go on in our lives now, we mm-hmm. hear a lot of beeps and mm-hmm. and um, but they are, you know. Well, what do they recommend? How often? How where should you have smoke detectors in the house? I'm so glad you asked that. Mm-hmm. It's very important for families to know that in recent years the the fire code. Ha- it, has changed tremendously. So a new home, and this is what we also recommend because you can bring your home up to code. We recommend that you have a smoke alarm in every sleeping room, outside the sleeping room, mm-hmm. and on each level of your home, including the basement. Mm-hmm. And it is best to have interconnected smoke alarms so that when one activates, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they all go the, off. They all go off, and that would yes. help. And you do that through wiring, the interconnectedness? Some of them. Yeah. Some are electric and others are remote and can be. We we need to take a break for our news, but we'll be back more uh, talking about fires and making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF. The AccuWeather forecast includes sunshine, clouds, and 77 as our high, overnight low 53. And tomorrow, a high of 75 with, again, sunshine and clouds. And this is making your home great. 75, by the way, now. Real feel 75. Making your home great with Dave Alexander and Tim Feruzzi. Tim from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And uh, with us in the studio is Jan Jan Parker of the Office of State Fire Marshal and Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services of North Carolina. Welcome again. Welcome. Yeah, it's good to have you here. We've been talking about uh, fire prevention and fire remediation. Um, Jan, when 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 your group, the Office State Fire Marshal, do you go out and do educational things in schools? Because you should. I mean, honestly, you're good at this. What? My position, actually, I serve as a fire prevention specialist, and Mm -hmm. I work statewide. We Mm -hmm. sort of have regions, and we have staff that covers different areas across the state. But we are a resource, and we have trainings and provide education information so that the local firefighters Mm -hmm. and um, the some of the smaller rural departments don't have the luxury of having a full-time educator so we have certification classes 
mm-hmm. level one, two, and three fire edu- fire and life safety educator. And so these firefighters um, sort of looked to us for helping with getting these classes in place. And yeah. we have lots of instructors across the state, but that's sort of how it works. We are we provide resources. Um, we work very hard to get grants. We have a smoke alarm program, mm-hmm. and we're able to provide smoke alarms to fire departments across the state so that they can do help out the yeah. high risk. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Yeah, where is a fire in my house more likely to start? The number one fire call would be in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We respond to more cooking fires than any other type of fires. Now. Um, hopefully you're awake and moving around, and so that you can react to that. Mm -hmm. So um, even though it's the most common cause, and that's why we say never leave your cooking unattended. And Mm -hmm. if you're drowsy and medication or whatever, don't cook if you you can't be alert. But then the the number one cause of fatal fires remains smoking. Smoking materials, oh, yeah. number one wow. for fatal. And then behind that is heating fires. And, you know, there's a lot of prevention and a lot of education we can do because, unfortunately, um, with the economy and sometimes senior citizens or mm-hmm. someone that's on a very tight budget chooses to use an alternative type of heat or mm-hmm. uh, skips having their heating system checked out. And, and that's why, again, we go back to smoke alarms carbon monoxide alarms and mm-hmm. having, a, having a home escape plan and practice. And all of this is so important so that if you do have a fire, you can get your family out safely. I've seen that commercial on TV where the uh, children come up to the mom and dad on the couch, I think, and said, I'm so glad we don't have a exit strategy when it comes to an emergency like a fire. Have you seen that commercial? I that have not. Glad yeah. We very, don't. Very good. Yeah. So it just kind of stimulates you to, hey, look, we really need to do this. And, and every house. And we that has actually sparked some conversation in our home. And I've told the girls, I've got two young girls, and, uh, hey, if the fire breaks out, uh, this is what you're to do. If it's here, then, you know, break a window and, mm-hmm. and do this. And here's what you can use to break a window. Good for you. Whatever you got to do. And then if, yes. you know, and don't go after the cat and the dog. Just you know, get outside. Get and if out someone's and near stay you, out. Don't don't go searching for a pet. Very you know, good. I, you know, I know that's you know, some people yeah. question that, but no, it's, no, no. It's true. I'll buy you two dogs. It's true. I'll buy you two dogs and two cats if you just get yourself that's outside. Right. Yeah. And you know, the kids uh, at school they practice the fire drill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once a month, and ki- kids can actually go home and help the parents. Mm-hmm. But what we really want you to do as a family is go walk around the house and look at. Every room, identify two ways out, draw your plan, and talk about a meeting place outside, mm-hmm. out front. Out front, yep. So that when the firefighters do arrive, uh, we hope you'll call from the cell phone or the neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. Do not go back inside and make sure the kids understand that, that we don't Stop. go back for pets or toys. Yep. or. Yep. Stop, drop, and roll, right? Um, if not, your clothes not, catch on fire. <laughs> if your clothes, okay, okay. Yeah, now sometimes. About, but as far as smoke, I mean, <laughs> is, are you better off getting low? Get low and go. Yep, get low and That's go. That's the yeah. message. And we have uh, That's the a new, new message. Get low and go. <laughs> um, we used to say crawl low under smoke, but now we know that that's not always, you know, depends yeah. on how much fire and how yeah. much smoke. And so we just use get low and go. And the National Fire Protection Association um, is a wonderful resource, a worldwide organization that 
Um, it, they identify the Fire Prevention Week theme every year, and they have all the codes and standards for the fire service. So we use that because they have what we call educational messaging. So you mentioned the mm-hmm. communities and teaching classes and things. We are all given the same correct information. So if I heard you right, smoking of cigarettes or any other type of smoking, obviously stoves um, causing fires, Baseboard heaters, uh, wood stoves, fireplaces. Correct. Next. And and electrical would electrical. follow the heating. So there's and electrical is a little bit more h- harder to control. That's sometimes related to uh, maybe a previous job that was done by an electrician. Or right. We, well, you know, um, it it can be a lot of things. It could be cords, an electrical we, appliance. Okay. But what we like to remind homeowners is mm-hmm. that if your circuit it's clicking off, you know, if yeah. you're having a your breaker. popping off for a reason. Or you're yeah. s- having something, you know, flickering. These yeah. are warning signs, subtle warning signs that you need to have a licensed electrician maybe mm-hmm. come and check something out because yeah. that's some something that you need to mm-hmm. pay attention to. Yeah. If you have an extension cord to an extension cord to a power strip yeah. to an extension cord— yeah. You've you've messed it up. That's really bad. You've we really call that piggybacking, and we do not recommend that. An extension cord is for temporary use only, yeah. very very temporary. And if you are going to use a power strip, it sh- you should make sure it has a surge protector. You need to read the label, mm-hmm. see what you're pur- purchasing, that it's not just a multi-strip to plug more items. How about, how about candles? Candles. Big, big problem, aren't they? It is. Um, they're so popular, and they're really fun and yeah. Smell good and everything. But if you're going to use candles, be sure somebody responsible, if you're at a party or whatever, somebody is your fire watch person, and they're <laughs> watching that candle. And avoid bathrooms and bedrooms because yeah. some of the worst fires have occurred when someone goes to sleep and leaves a candle unattended. Yeah. Um, watch pets, children. All of this is very important because it is – they make the – Battery operated now that look so like real candles, yeah. and they smell good. Yep. That's that's what we Those recommend. Those the ones you like. <laughs> and in a weather emergency, uh, yeah. keep some batteries on hand, flashlights, mm-hmm. lanterns. We don't recommend using candles during a weather emergency because we don't want you moving around. And now you mentioned something earlier about taking pictures and storing pictures and documents on what you have. Obviously, you want that stuff stored offsite, maybe in the cloud. Or in a safety deposit box, I guess. That's a great idea. Office, wherever. Yep. Jan, the most impressive fire on a uh, on a major scale near where near here was a few years ago. Up until the the big Raleigh fire, was actually not that far from here, and it had to do with landscaping materials. What is the best advice as far as pine straw near the house get rid of it really Dave that's so interesting that you mentioned that fire that was my very last day that I wore a Raleigh Fire Department uniform um, was amazingly that was the day that I retired but I will always remember that fire and we did learn a lot from that, and I hope that your listeners will think about that. Being early spring, and maybe you're out in the yard today, a beautiful day doing some work, and you'll yeah. look around. Just take a walk around your yard and around the house, and it's really, you know, we, we have an ordinance now, and, and yeah. it's not recommended to have combustible mulch or pine straw 
you know, close to the house. So at least, you know, I want to say at least five feet away from. Well, it's interesting you say that because I was at a restaurant about a year ago and someone threw down her cigarette in the pine bark next yep. to the door and the stucco, I mean, the pine bark caught on fire and then the stucco on the building, everything started burning. And I, I, I and that was the second time that happened from what I understand from the restaurant uh, people. I went back <laughs> soon after they had pulled all the bark out of there and they put pumice as a replacement. Right, Good. right. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's a great idea. But um, it's just, like you said, it doesn't take a lot. And I know some of you seen the billboards that now remind us that an ember can travel mm-hmm. yeah. a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More than a mile. And um, think about that. I, I was amazed. I was, I was reading yesterday, and it might be hard to believe, but the South um, leads the country for 2016 for the number of wildfires. Yeah. yeah. The number of acres burned really? and destroyed. More, more, more than California. And, Absolutely. Wow. And, you just never hear about them that And much. think about it. There's a little saying, if it's brown, cut it down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, check your yard because you don't have to live in the, you know, rural area or um, out to be, to think about being safe because fire safety in the home as well as outside, you you need to look around and mm-hmm. if there are leaves in the gutters, if there's pine straw and these things, an ember can, mm-hmm. you know, have a chance to, to um, catch fire. And if you didn't have that type of material around your house, it would be much safer. Mm-hmm. Chan, thank you. Thank you for coming in. I enjoyed it. Thank you, you heard for from us. you heard from Jan Parker, the Office of State Fire Marshal, on making your home great. And in another couple of moments, we're going to uh, switch gears and let Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services of North Carolina teach us what happens after the fire. What's the process? Uh, who talks to the insurance company? And if there's a question about how much that chandelier was going to is going to cost. Who talks to the insurance company? Now, all that coming up on Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. Keeping a full staff of qualified employees is now easier than ever. NCJobsNow.com offers North Carolina employers a fast, effective, and convenient way to reach applicants all across North Carolina. NCJobsNow.com is promoted every week to over 2.2 million North Carolina adults in every part of the state. For more information about posting your job openings, visit NCJobsNow.com. Check it out today. Get applicants tomorrow. NCJobsNow.com. What do you feed your pets? Go to FeedYourPets.com. Hi, this is Thor, owner of the Pet Pantry at FeedYourPets.com. We are a local company offering free home delivery of holistic, all-natural dog and cat foods. We work hard every day to earn our five-star reviews on Yelp and Facebook. Our foods are better for your pets and will save you time and money. Visit FeedYourPets.com and request your free sample today. What do you feed your pets? Go to FeedYourPets.com. Need a new CPAP? Then we need you. We're CPAP.com, and we recently overstocked the world's best CPAP machines. Top-of-the-line devices from brands like ResMed and Philips Respironics. Call now and get one of these overstocked CPAPs for a fraction of the price. We'll even give you free next-day air shipping. Call 1-800-900-3118. 
The best part? No insurance needed. We're giving out these CPAPs at prices so low, they'll cost less than your copay and deductible through insurance. CPAP.com has shipped over a million orders and has the world's largest selection of CPAPs and accessories. With no retail overhead or costly middlemen, we're the best way to get comfortable, effective sleep apnea equipment at incredibly low prices. Again, CPAP.com has overstocked premium CPAPs. Call now to get a ResMed or Philips Respironics machine for a fraction of the price with free next-day air shipping. Call 1-800-900-3118. Hurry, when these overstocked CPAPs are gone, they're really gone. That's 1-800-900-3118. Cutter Club of North Carolina and GGNC Construction Services, a perfect fit for your home. My husband looked at every possible option that we could do with gutter protection because we were tired of cleaning out the gutters. The uniqueness of Gutter Glove is has a great warranty and we knew for a fact that we would not have any issues with the pine flowers or the pine needles. Pine needles are elusive. They get into other gutter products pretty easily. Most of them stop leaves, but pine needles and pine flowers are hard to get rid of. And if you have a lot of them in your yard, you really do want the Gutter Glove. For more information about GGNC Construction Services, go to gg-nc.com, gg-nc.com. Cutter Club of North Carolina and GGNC Construction Services, a perfect fit for your home. When the news that matters to you needs more than just a headline or tweet, go to News Radio 680 WPTF for the full story. News Radio 680 WPTF and WPTF.com. And the AccuWeather forecast includes sunshine clouds and a high today near 77. For tonight, the overnight low 53, which is comfortable. And then partly cloudy tomorrow, Sunday's high 75. Maybe some rain on Monday, otherwise it is 75 now. Real feel of 75 uh, at this moment. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. I'm Dave Alexander, Tim Ferruzzi in the studio. Handy Helpers Remodeling and Highland Residential Roofing, his companies. And Jan Parker's still here. We love her. We're going to adopt her. She's going to stay on the show forever. She's going to be on next week and the week after that. <laughs> Why? Because we care about her. She's got a great smile. Too. She, she loves does. Smile. She's a sweet, happy, I, happy woman. I joked about her baking cookies for us, but frankly, she's we, too young to bake cookies. We keep her long <laughs> enough; she might actually do that. I don't know. Amanda Friendberg, also from Carolina Restoration Services, and I want to talk to Amanda about this this whole idea that in preparation for my building fire, which I hope I never have. I'm going to have to go out shopping for insurance. And you mentioned something between the on-air portions here. Should I have a conversation with my, because I got, you know, I got some expensive stuff in my house. Mm-hmm. I have all those wax um, candles. <laughs> they, they cost three bucks a piece. They were from <laughs> the candle factory. So, I, I mean, contents coverage. This is de- not necessarily your bailiwick, but... Should I have a conversation with my insurance person today? Yes, absolutely. I would suggest, um, you know, getting with your insurance agent, discussing the things that you have, anything that's of any significant value over $1,000, um, you know, have that discussion and see if you need extra coverage. Um, and also document everything that you have. Do a home inventory um, and then that way you can make sure that you have coverage for all of your belongings if everything were to 
be replaced mm-hmm. in the event of a fire. Do you have enough money to do that and enough coverage? You mentioned a, a, a contents coverage that would help me to get someone to repair something rather than replace it. I have some nice antique furniture in the house. Mm-hmm. If a fire in another room covers it with soot or it's damaged by the fire, I would have to have it um, renovated. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. a different kind of insurance? No, it's not a different type of insurance. It would just be a conversation that you would have to have with your insurance adjuster at that point. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you have to have the proper coverage in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. So you need to talk to your agent now. Uh, to make sure that you have that coverage. And then if there is a fire, then you'll have the proper coverage to get it restored if that's what you want to do. I'd love to hear from folks who are listening to this. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. 919-860-9783. If you've been through this process, please let us know. If you hit a, a wrinkle that we forget, please go ahead and call us. Okay, so I've had a fire. Fire department's leaving. You show up? Yes? We don't just show up. No. no? We, we get a phone call. Um, All right. From some, whom? From me? From the homeowner or okay. from the um, insurance company. Sometimes they have uh, programs with uh, trusted vendors that they'll, you know, send out if the homeowner would like that. Um, but most of the time it's a, a direct call from the homeowner. Okay. Um, we can come out and board the house up, secure it so that no one can get in, um, you know, make it safe. Um, do temporary repairs. Then there's the conversation of what are we going to do to mitigate this loss? What are we going to do with these contents? Are we going to take them off site and clean them while Mm -hmm. we fix the house? Um, That sort of thing. Are all the carpets a total loss every time? Mm, A lot of times with fire damage, yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. I mean, there are I know that some companies do come out with fans and dehumidifiers, and mm-hmm. they, they put the, the hurricane fan underneath the carpet, and they try and try and try mm-hmm. to save that carpet. Well, yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, that's that's where what you have to look at is, is it going to be more cost-effective to just take this out and put it back mm-hmm. rather than clean it three or four times and it doesn't come clean? So, But do you still, do you still use those items in a case where maybe the carpet's not going to be salvaged so you can— at least get the moisture out of the air and also out of the plywood underlayment and things like that? Would you still do that knowing that the carpet probably is going to be? Yeah, most of the time an experienced contractor is going to be able to tell if it's going to, you know, be restored or not in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've been doing this for 20 years, Mm so when we see something we can typically tell you um, if we're going to need to replace it or, you know, if we'll be able to save it. But but timing and, is important too, right? Yes, and in that case, if if we think that the carpets are going to need to be taken out, then mm-hmm. that's what we'll do um, immediately. Yeah, okay. and and then and the important part though is the drying out the things that are right. under the carpet right. or behind the walls. Um, there's a lot of moisture that gets trapped in um, you know a structure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you don't really think about, and so that's really the important part. That's what what we you know you specialize yeah. in is drying that structure. Right. People don't realize the damage that can be m- done to hardwood just by leaving it wet. Mm -hmm. A -hmm. plumbing accident or a fire with a lot of water can leave you with hardwood that's totally ruined Mm -hmm. if it's not taken care of right away. Right, yeah. If you can get in there fast enough, you can 
you know, you can save a lot of hardwood flooring depending on what type of flooring it is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, engineered and right. different types. But, um, you know, a lot of times we can save hardwood flooring if we get in there fast enough. What about drywall? In a fire situation? It probably wet. not. If it got wet. It depends on what type of water it is. Um, mm. There are three different, you know, categories of water that we deal with on a, on a you know, regular basis. There's clean water, um, category mm-hmm. one, two, and three. And three is typically what you're dealing with with fire damage because of all the smoke um, that's in the air and, and, and on the mm-hmm. drywall. Then when it gets wet, that's category three water. Mm-hmm. So. Which, is, which is filthy water. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. the same thing as like a sewer yeah, backup. Yeah. 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 I had never considered that, it. Well, that's why you need to call a restoration company. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that yeah. might. And and, uh, and who you're hearing from is Amanda Friendberg of Car- Carolina Restoration Services. We're talking about uh, possibilities of fire. Uh, you want to call us up and uh, pick her brain or our brains about this. 919-860-9783 is our number. 919-860-9783. Eight, three. And, and Amanda, how would we get a hold of you directly? What are some numbers or, or web addresses that so we're on, can reach you? Yeah, so we're on call 24-7, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the time, holidays included. Um, our office number is 919-469-1955. I think your website is yourcompanyname.com. Yeah, carolinarestorationservices.com. Very good. Um, and you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, um, we're pretty active on social media. We try to put out a lot of tips and tricks to prevent fire and water damage, um, and then also what to do if you have a fire or water damage. All right. Amanda, thank you very much. Hang on. Um, our telephone number is 919-860-9783. Can you stay yeah. for a few minutes? Yeah. All right, well, that's good. <laughs> news Radio 680 WPTF. We give you the news, and we actually construction-related news coming up in just a few short minutes. And the radio program is called Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. Uh, From the news center of uh, Making Your Home Great, I'm Dave Alexander. Home Depot is now under an Environmental Protection Agency investigation into the company's compliance with lead safety work practices for certain jobs performed through their installation services division. They announced that this past week. Hey, you know what's going on in Princeville? Students from as far away as California are helping their rebuilding efforts. Go to the Rocky Mount Telegram to find out the details on that. And Lowe's says they're, they've got this going ahead with this uh, in-store navigation app. People will be wandering around Lowe's. Bumping into two-by-fours. No, J.C. Penney, I think, is getting into the kitchen remodeling business. I, we had that on last week, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah J.C. Penney. That's where I heard it then. And you know, you know why I and where? It. One word, Sears. Yeah. They are positioning themselves. No, I didn't know. i just speculating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are positioning themselves because Sears is one of the companies that People are saying it's a little shaky. Well, and, and, and I think J.C. Penney is also saying that they sell a lot of kitchen-related items, so it's right. a good fit. Right. Okay. In studio with us is Jan Parker from the Office of State Fire Marshal. Uh, we've ordered pizza, and <laughs> she's and gonna also, make cookies. And she's gonna make cookies. And Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services. And Jan, you got you got to mention 
this thing about smoke alarms. When am I supposed to, do I have to replace the actual smoke alarm in my in my house every couple of years? Every 10 years. Yeah, all smoke alarms need to be replaced. Okay. Now, if you have the battery type right. that needs to be replaced once a year, Okay. It's only good for 10 years. But you need to test it once a month, change the battery once a year. Mm-hmm. We have new technology available now, and we have 10-year lithium battery. We call it a long-life yeah. tamper-resistant battery. And this is a wonderful option because you will have the smoke alarm, and it will last for 10 years. Yes. And then you replace the whole unit. Wait a minute. Aren't lithium-ion batteries the ones that burst into flames? That That is not <laughs> the wrong? case. There were some issues, but there not some, with smoke oh, alarms. We're talking about something totally different. Totally different. Yes. We're talking about laptops. Yes. All right. Yeah, that could but, be a double-edged sword if that was the yes. case. Yes. Can you imagine the irony? That would be all over the country that if smoke alarms burst into flames. But that would most be bad. important but they're not. thing yeah, well, that any homeowner can do is to be sure they have working smoke alarms because that that alone increases your chance of survival by more than 50%. And to test it, you'd hit the thing with a broomstick. But you can use, that's right, so you right. don't take a chance of falling by climbing on furniture. So, you so, want to use your um, broom handle, mop handle, or yardstick and so, test the alarm. So, Jan, I mentioned to you during the break that I went to see my grandparents in uh, Seattle, and they're in their 90s. And my son was with me, and uh, they had no uh, smoke alarm or carbon monoxide alarm in their house. Of course, this house is from the 30s. So we went and bought one, um, and we bought the one that was a, a very nice unit. It was about $26. It was the most expensive one they had, and it had ionization. Tell us about that. Okay. The ionization is one of the technologies uh, in photoelectric. You'll hear those terms used. They are, the ionization is, is by far the most common mm-hmm. type of technology. But you can purchase the alarm like you're talking about that has dual sensor. Mm-hmm. And what we know is that an, a photoelectric would be quicker to pick up a slow smoldering fire. And the ionization would be a fast free burning. And because we every fire is different, every home fire, mm-hmm. um, you know, where it starts and what, what the, you know. So what do we s- have in our house now? More most, than likely. Most likely, most people. M- most people will have the ionization. Okay. But for maximum protection and, you know, to, for greater safety, you can, one, you can buy a unit that has a dual sensor, has mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. Or you, if you already have ionization, you can add a photoelectric. So the photoelect- photoelectric does what? It, it, it senses the... Uh, slow smoldering smol- fires. I see. And then the ionization would be the more, you know, fast burning or one that ignited quickly. Okay, so, so the photoelectric would help you. I mean, because typically when a fire takes control of a house, you have... Uh, a minute and a half or less before right. you're killed by the smoke. Is that right? right? And I heard Neil talking earlier about, you know, how quick the mm-hmm. contents mm-hmm. and the lightweight construction and, and even our furniture now, the it synthetic. all makes a difference. All, everything's made out of oil. Exactly. When yeah. I joined the fire department, we used to tell people, you know, they had five to ten minutes to get yeah. out. And that was true. It sounds... Because it was all organic back then. It was wool But now... The content in our homes is so different that you may have less than two minutes to get mm-hmm. out. So is, that's, it, is it making poison? 
Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We hear a lot about carbon monoxide, but that's just one. There are hundreds of chemicals. There's the toxic smoke. And the majority of people that die in a home fire die from the smoke. Mm -hmm. Smoke kills. And that's why it's just so important that people, you know, test those alarms, that they make sure that they have them Mm -hmm. working alarms in their homes. Because, unfortunately, the fatal fires that occur many times, the smoke alarm was either missing are not working. So, so the photoelectric would actually be an upgrade. It would be. It's more it of would, a modern technology right. that would help. So everybody should have maybe at least one of those in their house. That's what I would yeah. I would recommend that. Where, because, would they, where would you recommend they put that um, one if they if buy If you one? have already have the ionization mm-hmm. in all your sleeping mm-hmm. rooms mm-hmm. and on each level, then maybe add that photoelectric mm-hmm. outside the bedroom area. Okay. And, you know, stay away from appliances. Like you don't want to put one in the kitchen. Right close to the stove because you're going to get so many nuisance yeah. alarms yeah. that after a while yep you put it in a drawer gonna... and you put it in a cabinet and you forget about it that's yeah. right yeah yeah I, i'm I, you said you know what do we have in our houses a moment ago and i was going to joke and say well i just have three wires hanging from the ceiling <laughs> but for a little while we did in the kitchen yeah because we got tired of the the, the yeah. false alarms Every morning, cook and toast. So, Amanda, um, let's talk more about your company and what you guys offer. Yeah, so, um, you know, as I mentioned before, um, it's really important to know who you're calling um, if you do have a fire water damage in your home. Um, Do your homework before you have to worry about it so that you know who you're going to trust. you can, you know, of course, there are online reviews for everything now. So you yeah. can look up reviews on um, local contractors. Um, a lot of times homeowners are going to be overwhelmed after a um, fire mm-hmm. because you're going to have the companies that listen to the scanners and show up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they just show up in their cars and trucks and say, here's my card, I can help? Yes, really? yes. So And there's no way for the homeowner to know who to use out of those five or six contractors um, rather, they w- unless they have done their homework and already chosen someone that they're going to trust with mm-hmm. their belongings in their home. Is so, your is your company going to take us back to our original situation? I mean, in other words, like full construction. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, most of the time with fire damage, uh, there's a lot of smoke. Yeah. The easiest way to deal with everything is to pack it out. Um, we take our take the homeowner's contents back to our facility in Morrisville. Um, and restore the contents there, mm-hmm. store it in a climate-controlled facility. And in the meantime, we're working on rebuilding the house and, and cleaning the structure of the house, getting everything back to the way it was before. Um, you know, we work with the insurance company to make sure that we're all on the same page as far as what's going to be restored, what's going to be cleaned, what's mm-hmm. going to be replaced, that sort of thing. And I've noticed driving by some of these burn jobs in neighborhoods mm-hmm. that it seems to take a while. I guess it's just a negotiation with the insurance company. What, what's going on there? Well, there, there's a lot that goes into it, and yeah. that's what um, homeowners don't realize is that it, it is a process, and it's going to take a while. Uh, you know, there are inspections that have to happen um, for the repair end of things, mm-hmm. uh, permits, you know, all of that has to go into it. So it's not just one step. Yeah. We can't just go in and take everything yeah. out and put it back in a day or so. It's, How about the money negotiation part? Does that take a while between the insurance company and the homeowner? Or? Uh, it depends, depends on, it, it varies, yeah. you know, insurance company to insurance company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's something that, you know, we handle for yeah. the homeowner so they don't have to, to do that. Mm. 
Well, I was wondering which were the lousy insurance companies. Well, we Let me just write that. this down. I have no comment. <laughs> you got, you're not gonna, there, are, there are some, I bet. <laughs> but but there, there is a sort of a, a notion in people's heads as homeowners that, oh, man, now I got to get the insurance involved, and now we got a contractor involved. And this can be... Is it a cooperative process? I guess is my question. Well, absolutely. And if you have a reputable contractor, uh, restoration company, um, that's going to, they're going to go to bat for you with the insurance company and tell them what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And then the insurance company may have negotiations or may not understand what needs to happen. And that's, you know, where it's really, really important to have a contractor that you can trust to do what needs to be done. All right. The AccuWeather forecast is coming up in a moment. If you've got some questions, 919-860-9783. Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services of North Carolina. And Jan Parker, who is with the Office of State Fire Marshal. News Radio 680 WPTF and making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF. AccuWeather forecast, partly cloudy. And uh, the overnight low, 53. It's about as warm as it's going to get today. And then for uh, Sunday, we wake up with that uh, 53-degree temperature, and it rises about 20. We're going to be up to about 75 for your high temperature. Rainy on Monday. Tuesday, rainy and thunderstormy. And by Tuesday afternoon, 79. Right now, 75. Real Feel 75. News Radio 680 WPTF. Every week on making your home great on a Saturday from two until four. It's Tim Ferruzzi with Handy Helpers Remodeling and Highland Residential Roofing. And Tim, your contact website information is handyhelpers.com yep. and highlandroofingnc.com. Yes, sir. Or the office number is 919-676-5969. We also have Jan Parker from the Office of State Fire Marshal talking about fires. Um, and uh, Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services of North Carolina talking about the after effect of fires. And next week, Tim, we're talking about? We're going to talk about ventilation and why ventilation is so important with your home or your building. And um, if you want to contact us for one of these brochures via email or phone, be happy to mail you one of these Great animated brochures that makes it very easy to understand why it's important to have good ventilation in your home. First stop, easy first stop is to go to handyhelpers.com and then click contact. That's the easiest way to yep. get, I, I think, to get uh, in contact with Tim to get that. All right. Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services of North Carolina and uh, also Jan Parker from the Fire Marshal Office. Our older homes, a bigger fire hazard. My grandpa's home was. That thing was made out of balsa. Balsa and pine <laughs> and pallets. That, that, if it had ever caught fire, forget it. We when you lost. say balsa, you mean like what you used to yeah, fight the airplanes. Little, little airplanes? Yeah, the airplanes. Yeah, yeah, sure yeah. Of that? Well, let's put it this way. I went upstairs in an unused bathroom, and I wiggled the window frame and it wiggled a lot more than it should have. <laughs> so whether it was made of balsa or it became, made of, it became balsa, it became dried out. Am I right that an old home just goes? Well, I think that goes back to what Jan was saying about you know now 
um, our homes are filled with things that are more flammable mm-hmm. than they previously were. So you have to remember the building materials now are probably actually going to burn faster than mm-hmm. the older homes. The new stuff? Yep. What do you think, Jan? Nah, I think the lightweight construction and the truss systems and things are all going to be consider- considered there now. I'm not saying that yeah. an older home could not be a fire hazard because, again, sure. there's some things in older homes, electrical, and mm-hmm. that need to be mm-hmm. considered. But I do believe that that's why it's so important to be sure you've got working smoke alarms, yeah. carbon monoxide alarms. Yep. What do you think, Tim? I agree. Yeah. Well, you know, if you get an old home and it starts burning, it's 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 burning. Yeah. But I think your chances of uh, of a fire are more in the newer homes just because of all the synthetic materials. If, on the other hand, your house has cloth as the insulation material on the electrical system, time to call somebody. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. I would say if you have an old house, you should have it checked out by a licensed electrician for sure. All right. What else? Got a couple of minutes. What do we want to kick around in the last five minutes of the show? Can we mention the grill safety? No. Yes. Yes. Yes, we can. Grill safety. I see so many houses that call me out. Hey, replace these five pieces of siding because I had the grill too close to the house. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And and I've just read that three out of five homeowners have a gas grill on the deck or patio. So we need to be... Mindful, if you're using it for the first time of the season, you need to get some soapy water out and check your connections and hoses. And if you see bubbles or you smell gas, then you need to replace, have it taken care of. And just remember when you get ready to ignite that you need to open the lid. If it doesn't ignite right away, then you want to shut it off and wait five minutes. Mm. Otherwise, you might have some blowback, burn off your eyebrows. Kind Absolutely, of thing. Yeah. or worse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, enjoy. That's a f- lot of fun. And, it, and turkey fryers. That turkey might, fryers. That's another. Oh, mm-hmm. I've got one of those. I love to fry my turkey. I actually have a turkey fryer that's an inside turkey fryer. Ooh, that's scary. Ooh, yeah, that's scary. And no, 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 no. <laughs> but stamped and stamped on the inside, stamped on the metal of the inside tank, is. Do not fill oil higher than this line. And yet, for them to go to the trouble of stamping it, you know that that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Overfilled. And then sometimes people put a partially frozen turkey in, and that a lot of times that's— That's that's mixing water with grease, which is never a good thing. So um, if you insist on using it, you need to be extremely careful and be sure you're on a non-combustible surface. Um, the Burn Center, we have a great relationship yeah. and partnership with them, and they have lots of patients that they treat because of yeah. carelessness with these. Um, they're just very dangerous. And I thought maybe you were going to tell me you had one of the new electric turkey fryers that was uh, I oh, would oh, it's absolutely, safer. it's absolutely electric, but it's inside. Oh, I wouldn't buy that gas thing that okay. stands up tall. The idea that's that what I have. The yeah. idea that there's three, I don't know, two to four gallons of heavy oil, mm-hmm. tall, like two and a half feet off the ground. That's ridiculous. Well, if you have it outside and you're very cognizant of it and you're watching it, and they have safety. 
yeah. uh, mechanisms built into it. But so some of those machines are built in foreign countries, and those mechanisms that are meant to be safety devices go bad within a year or two, and you have to throw it out, or you or you end up circumventing them, and then you no longer have the safety yeah. where, where it cuts off every 10 minutes if you're not watching it. It's got a little timer on it and things like yeah. that. So, but I would think turkey fryers are very uh, yeah. hostile in that environment. And another thing uh, with the gas grills are follow manufacturer's instructions. They're there for a reason. Take time to read the instructions. And <laughs> if you don't have a gas grill, maybe you're cooking on charcoal. Mm-hmm. And we've got some safety tips that need to be followed there as well. And one being... Do not use anything other than the charcoal lighter fluid. Uh, do not use gas, and once yeah. it ignites, do not add more because that's when a lot of people get in trouble. But One final question. What do you think started that fire downtown? Oh, oh. oh here we no, go. No comment? I don't have a comment really? because I, I, do not have, I do not have any idea. No. But I, will, I hope one day after the investigation yeah, that we'll, we'll get an answer yeah. for that. I will tell you that. I will tell you. No, but okay. in theory, yes. Let me just tell you that I oh, I asked some key people mm-hmm. to come on today's show, mm-hmm. and they cannot go on the show. Mm. In fact, it's going to be hard to squeeze an, a live interview from anybody out from the Raleigh Fire Department for a little while. Mm-hmm. For obvious reasons, mm-hmm. they're going to keep the lid on the information, even if, even if they do know. Especially if they don't know, mm-hmm. they're going to investigate. They're going to get it to the end. Or they're going to. They, I, I'm betting that somebody somewhere, the code people are already talking about it. Well, there was no electrical in the in the property yet, right? I believe there was no electrical yeah. turned yeah. on. No, but the point is. There will be some policy change. You can't yeah. burn such a big property yeah. without somebody somewhere with politician in their title deciding that some policy has to change. But I know people who've looked at that property before, drove by it and said, wow, that's a lot of wood. It could have been as simple as somebody smoking a cigarette and not putting driving it completely by. out. Or, or driving con- by and or construction, it out. construction worker, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jan Parker from the Office of State Fire Marshal. She said nothing about the previous question from Tim. Amanda Friendberg of Carolina Restoration Services, thank you also. Meet you all next week on Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF.